Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. Welcome to the latest installment of the Run to Daylight podcast. I am your host, Todd Burroughs, Todd from PA. And I am sending a link to the draft board that we are about to talk to on Twitter. We are discussing the Genesis draft. We've got a number of the Genesis boys here to discuss their teams and the topics and a little bit about the uh, history of the Genesis League. I was very honored to be invited to uh, jump in last minute to take over for a guy who couldn't make it or was having trouble making it, and um, I was really happy to do it. I wasn't as happy with my draft, per se, uh, but we'll get into that a little bit. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about my friends over at the FFPC. Um the Genesis draft is a $150 draft, but there are all sorts of drafts season long. Now that the, the NFL draft is over is in full swing. The football guys uh, drafts $350 with 500,000 up top is really roaring. I am kind of addicted to them. I've got like six of them in. I'm hoping to do five or six more. Um, if you are a someone with money and you don't mind doing waivers and uh, starting lineups, contact me. Maybe we could work something out so that as I have been taking on some partners. So we're going to get to the, uh, the guys in a second, but first go to myffpc.com. That's myffpc.com. You can also check out their wonderful best ball products starting at $35. All right. So uh, the other thing I want to talk about is this podcast is also brought to you by podiatrists. Podiatrists, the most hard hit people uh, in the world right now. Um, with reduced hours and people saying foot doctors are not real doctors, podiatrists, be nice to one today. And, and that was a shot at somebody. And, uh, you know, anyway. All right. Um, I didn't get any laughs on that, but that's okay. All right. So let, let's, let, let's talk uh, to each of the people who are on the podcast right now. Um, I show Jake Valchik. Did I pronounce that right? Well, like, it's a tough one. You, 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 you want me to jump in the lake? But <laughs> like, we were, I was paired up with Clint Osweiler, and we were drafting in the 10 hole, and we were 26 Packer. You want me to jump in a hole with a lake? All right. I'm sorry. All right. So Jake Valake is in um, is in the 10 spot. Uh, we've also got Brad here. Brad, you were in the 12 spot, correct? I was. And we've got from the fifth hole, Brent. Is that correct? Brent, um, I think I lost you for a second. Are you there? Yeah, can you got me? Yep. All right. You were in the fifth hole, correct? Yep. Yep. Stud Dynasty uh, dra- drafting out of the five hole. All right. Where are you from, man? You got that great accent. I'm from Lexington, South Carolina. Oh, wow. Which is about 10 minutes outside of the capital, uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Sure. Sure. 
that that is uh, good. Good. We got a good old Southern boy on. We've got a guy, uh, one guy from Jersey, one guy who used to be from Jersey, and uh, w- where's our fourth guy from? I'm actually from Canada, from just huh. outside uh, Edmonton, Canada, tr- a suburb called Sherwood Park, home of the uh, future Heisman winner Chuba Hubbard. Oh, okay. Oh, Canada. Got it. Um, that was a joke. Uh, all right. So uh, we're going to talk about this draft. If you want the draft board, it is up on my timeline. Um, but first, I want to ask Jake, uh, Brad, how, how much time do you have? Uh, I'm good. Okay, good. All right. So, Jake, give me a little history about the Genesis draft. And before that, what is a 26er? So could you tell me, well, you know what, let, let Jake handle the 26er question, and then I'll ask Brad about the history of the Genesis draft. Uh, the 26ers were just basically a group of guys who were a little overly enthusiastic about dynasty and fantasy football in general. Um, we met approximately four years ago in a league and we did two other subsequent subsequent leagues after and we just have a you know very uh, vibrant chat and just really kick around fantasy football and just have become like pretty close and tight and a lot of us have drafted teams together and draft you know and it's that's basically all it is. I mean, and it's just a, basically a lot of fun. All right, cool. Uh, Brad, tell us about the history of the Genesis draft. What is the genesis of the Genesis draft? Well, actually, as Jake mentioned, we're just a very, uh, very committed to our chat room. We talk lots about fantasy. Uh, we knew Genesis was one of the drafts run on FFPC. I don't know if we had actually a uh, professor might have been the only 26er that had participated in it. And uh, last year we decided on math, let's do it. So we made a point of all, as soon as it went live, we all went on it and uh, we're committed to send, setting the ADP. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So uh, Brent, um, the draft went pretty normal. Uh, up up top, McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Kamara. Uh, how happy were you that Kamara went instead of Dalvin? I actually really wanted Alvin Kamara over Dalvin Cook. I mean, he was injured. I think he missed two games last year. Uh, Kamara is the centerpiece of that offense. You know, catching the ball, he runs it all the time. I would rather have him. I don't trust uh, Dalvin Cook as much. Um, but in saying that, I needed, you know, I wasn't going to pass him up. So I'm happy with either with either of the two I was going to get. Gotcha. So um, I quit all my dynasties, actually. And then one of them just got resurrected from the dead. Um, and I commissioned it. And now all of a sudden, people are asking me questions during the podcast. So uh, the big news of the first round was the uh, pick of real man of genius taking Kenyon Drake at 1-6. That's about seven or eight picks, which is a lot different um, than, you know, he was going 2-5, 2-6, And lately you've seen him end of the first round, beginning of the second. Um, I personally didn't have a lot of trouble with it because to me, once you get past the top three, it really is, you know, I kind of have Derek Henry and Cook around the same and then a bunch of the other guys, but uh, all on the same tier. And my feeling is if that's your guy and, you know, I just, I think all of them have some question marks. I didn't have any problem with it, but it did kind of rock things. Brad, what were your thoughts on uh, the pick of Kenyon Drake at one six? Uh, You know what? It is, uh, I've heard a lot about real man of genius. And I think I even said it in the chat that day that um, he really does things that are unique to himself. So it didn't surprise me. And really Drake 
with that offense, he could be one of the leaders. So hard to, hard to say that was a bad pick. Yep. He was very aggressive with his uh, picks. He, uh, he took uh, Aaron Jones in the second, Jonathan Taylor in the third, Cooper Cup in the fourth, Devontae Parker in the fifth, Hawkinson in the sixth, Keyshawn Vaughn in the seventh, which has been a value actually lately, uh, and Dak in the eighth, uh, Riegor in the ninth, and McFarland in the tenth. So he had a bunch of reaches there. Uh, I'm going to say it's one of the least impressive drafts out of the the draft in my eyes, for whatever that's worth. Um, anybody, and he also took Antonio Brown, who I like taking in the uh, football guys tournament because if he does come back after six or seven weeks and you've got him and he's playing, he could win you $500,000 in a single league like this. Uh, my guess is he'll end up on waivers before he plays. Um, but uh, Jake, what are your thoughts on his draft uh, and overall uh, about Antonio Brown, drafting Antonio Brown? I thought the Drake pick was a little aggressive. I think he may have been able to get him possibly in the second round. But, you know, it reminded me a lot of your pick last year with Derrick Henry when you took him early and a lot of people, you know, killed you for it. And it turned out it was, in the end, a good pick. You know, when I saw you make that pick last year, I thought it was a little aggressive and I thought you could have waited till the next, till he came around the next round. But, if he's your guy, he's your guy. And you know what? I can see a world. He, he, he wouldn't have made it, by the way. I had studied Nelson. I studied Nelson, Souza, and Hubbard, and they were taking him in other drafts to go with um, Christian McCaffrey. And I thought he was – I thought, it, honestly, I had a toss-up between him and Dalvin Cook. And I made that pick for a couple reasons. One was I did want to make a big stink, but part of it was I felt like if they got Christian McCaffrey and, or maybe they had Barkley, but they had like one of the top two picks and I knew they were going to take Derrick Henry. And I was afraid the rest of us would be done before we were started. Um, So there are a few reasons why I did that. And I got the notoriety I was looking for. Uh, I also almost won the league. Uh, I should have won the league. But um, anyway, yep, go ahead. Finish but, what you're saying. Uh, you know, give me your thoughts on the rest of that draft and Antonio Brown. Yeah, and that's the get your guy theory. Real man of genius. You know, we go back and forth on Twitter. And, you know, Brent is, you know, his brother. And we have a lot of fun. But, you know, he's a smart drafter. So when I saw him take that, I didn't. I didn't see it as, wow, he really took that guy early. I took it as, you know, a little bit of a bellwether for the rest of my drafts this year that I better pay attention to Drake in those early rounds because, you know, smart guys pick smart, you know, they they can kind of, you know, key you in on certain players to like, you know, really pay attention to. And, you know, Drake was already on my radar and now he's on my radar even more. I've got Drake in three of my six um, football guys teams so far. I didn't want him for the third team, but I took Devontae Adams at 110 and he made it around the turn. And I'm like, oh, God, how do I pass on him at 2 2? I took him at one, like 1 7 the day before. Um, and, and the reason is when you look at all these other running backs, um, you know, Mixon has the issue where you're worried that he's going to hold out. Uh, Cook has Madison there, Chubb has Hunt there, Aaron Jones has A.J. Dillon, and uh, Eckler is a bit of a reach. Jacobs has questions. Miles Sanders has questions. When you look at all those running backs, in my mind, the one running back who doesn't have any questions that he is the main guy in an offense is Kenyon Drake. And the only thing that keeps you from Taking him real early is the fact that it is Kenyon Drake. Um, Brent, what do you think about that? Here's my thing on on real man of genius. Uh, like Free said, that's my brother. I think he's just trying to make a big hit and you know throw a curveball to the 26ers. He envies to be one of us. 
Um, <laughs> he wishes he was on on our level. He might uh, play in more high stakes and win, but a blind squirrel finds a nut every single time. Uh, if so you basically, long he's not a real man of genius. Is that what you're saying? No, he's a real man of he's a real man of dummy. To me, I understand your point about about taking your guy and everything, but just naming a few, I know Josh Jacobs. I would rather have Jacobs um, over Kenyon Drake. Um, it, personally, I think that uh, Arizona Chase Edmonds is going to get a lot of work in that offense. Kyler Murray is going to run the ball buku's at times. Hopkins is going to get work. Fitzgerald. I just, I think he just tried to make a big splash so his name gets out there, but he's going to look like a big dummy when he's done at the end of the year, and he, he doesn't even make the playoffs. Ah, uh, on Mother's Day, it's good to have familial love. <laughs> um, so, um, Brad, uh, you know, we've heard from everyone else on this subject. What's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, I, you know what, I, I can't knock the Drake pick. He, like you said, he does have that opportunity. Uh, as for the AB pick, um, I still held on to him in a couple dynasty leagues this year. It's going to be uh, – that could be a big splash, especially, you know, in those later rounds of uh, best balls and, and redraft leagues. Um, if you, Like you said, if he can make it through waivers, he could be a, a league winner. All right. We're moving on from that. Let's discuss the full team five. Um, Dalvin Cook got Nick Chubb in round two. Uh, coming back to you, Galladay, Sutton, Metcalf, Ronald Jones, Geis, C.D. Lamb, James White, uh, Eric Ebron, Tom Brady, Perriman, Pittman, Jay Sternberger, and the like, the rest of the team. Uh, I kind of like your first five rounds. I mean, I'm not a big Sutton guy this year, and uh, I'm not a big DK guy either because you can't hear anything. Hello? I'm good. Hello? Okay. Yeah. Is everyone good? Okay. Uh, One guy disappeared. Um, if he, if he, uh, if you guys could, uh, DM him to call back, um, okay. it's, um, you know, I look at, I look at that team and I say, you know, I make a big distinction between best ball, which is my core competency and, um, season long and DK Metcalf in the fifth is a guy I just don't know if you're going to know if you can play him every week. Um, anyone have a thought on that? Uh, Jake, who's still on? Jake and Brad? Jake yeah, and I'm Brad. here. I, I, I would, you know, DK Metcalf is kind of a forward-looking pick. You know, you're kind of projecting him to take over those number one duties in Seattle. I, I probably would have been more confident taking a Robert, you know, Robert Woods or Calvin Ridley, who uh, we took at uh, – Five ten. I'm really projecting Ridley to have a big year this year, but you know Metcalf. You know, you never know. But you know Metcalf looked great last year, a lot better than a lot of people thought, including myself, thought he was going to look. So, you know, who am I to judge? I mean, I would have taken Ridley or Woods if I was looking for a wide receiver there, but that's just me. And you know, Brent's a smart player. I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Well, we'll see. I mean, Ronald Jones in the sixth, I guess he thinks that he's the winner there, not uh, not Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, I think that's going to end up being pretty much a split. Uh, but, uh, you know, one, one thing about that, Todd, is, you know, Ron, I'm not a big Ronald Jones fan, but, uh, you know, Ronald Jones is three months younger than Keyshawn Vaughn. And, you know, with the short training camp, I could, I, you know, I, I'm starting to talk myself into Ronald Jones a little bit this year as, you know, as a guy who could, like, you know, outperform his ADP. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, you know, it's like I don't dislike either of them, and I don't like either of them. 
and and so I end up not. I, I have a little bit of Keyshawn, but I don't have a lot of. Uh, are you are you back? Yeah, I'm back. I, sorry, guys. My I had a, my call failed. That's okay. Uh, kind of like your draft. Yeah. No. No way. <laughs> Just kidding. We're actually reviewing your draft. I, you know, and I was talking about how I think that uh, DK Metcalf is a better best ball pick than a um, season long pick because, you know, it, like which is going to be the week that he explodes. And then Ronald Jones, we were we were discussing the merits of the Tampa backfield. So why don't you give us your thoughts on both those picks? Well, first off, the DK Metcalf, he came on strong. Um, Russell Wilson loves the big, tall receiver. Um, yeah, granted, he's thrown the Baldwin and Lockett, who have been the smaller type. But if you see how much DK came on in the second half of the season last year, Lockett hasn't been the most reliable. I mean, he, he always tends to miss a game or two. Um, Metcalf, he gives an advantage week in and week out with his size and speed. I think he's only going to grow uh, in that offense this year. Um, for Ronald Jones, I, I, I can't say that I love the pick. I heard y'all talking about Keyshawn Vaughn. I really like Keyshawn Vaughn. But with the NFL, we don't know if rookies are going to be able to report uh, on time this year. Rojo at least knows the offense. He's going to know the blocking schemes and everything. Uh, so I'm going to take a, a, a flyer on him and see. If he hits, Tampa Bay could be the best offense uh, this year in the NFL, in my opinion, with all the weapons they have, which ultimately leads to a lot of goal line work. Um, if he can just get get me a touchdown and 80 yards, I mean, that's 14 points a week. I, I can live with that any given day. The the other thing I noticed about your team, two other things that will, and then we'll move on to a different team. I noticed you drafted Brady and Ronald Jones. So if you start both of them, that I, I won't say it's a disconnect, but it, it, it you know it 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 is, um, it's not as uh, pure obviously as a quarterback and a wide receiver. And you also waited very late, and you took. Uh, and a tight end premium, Eric Ebron in the 10th round was your first tight end and Jace Sternberger in the 14th, David and Joku, uh, a good, you know, a good chance, you know, go after a talented guy who's, you know, that late. Uh, what did you intentionally plan on uh, punting tight end in this draft? And uh, let's hear what your thoughts are on the Tampa Bay situation. Uh, on the, tight end, I didn't uh, ideally want to punt the tight ends. Um, I had a handful of guys that I wanted. They seemed to go a little bit earlier. I rather, I would have much rather loaded up on the running back than receivers. Um, I like Ebron. He got injured last year. If he can get back to what he was two years ago, halfway, Big Ben's going to throw it. Um, everybody, in my eyes, Juju, Juju's going to get the main coverage there, which leads to wide open wide open uh, across the middle for Ebron against linebackers. Um, when it comes to Brady and Rojo, I don't necessarily anticipate having to start both because I'm really high on Drew Locke, uh, someone I took. With all the weapons they added, I feel that Denver's going to have to throw the ball a lot. Um so if I have to start them, or if I have to start Brady and Rojo, though, I, I think I'll be comfortable with it because they, no matter what, they they should be in the top two or three in points per game on offense. I would That's rather a very fair point. My, yeah, uh, I would rather load up my offense. Let's move over to who, who's snee, who's sniffling. Who, who's the sniffler? All right, nobody's admitting to sniffling. Let's just make it Jake then. Um, Jake, you're in the 10 spot, and um, not, I didn't mind that you were sniffling, by the way. It's not the end of the world. Uh, Derek Henry at 110, uh, that's, 
you know, part of, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill went one nine and uh, that's a, the latest I've seen Henry go in a while, come back around with Miles Sanders, who a lot of people have now going in the first round, Damari Cooper, James Conner, uh, Calvin Ridley, back-to-back Higby and Cook at tight end, Jarvis Landry, Deshaun Watson in the ninth, which I think is a fabulous pick. Um, I probably would have taken him if you didn't. Uh, Well, 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 you just can't tell. Sony Michelle in the 10th, another really solid pick. Deontay Johnson in the 11th, another one. Anthony Miller in the 12th. Sammy Watkins in the in the YOLO uh, in the 13th, another YOLO, uh, Jeffrey, uh, Josh Reynolds, Golden Tate. So you, you went w- a heavy wide receiver late, taking a chance on Jarek McKinnon. Um, overall, I mean, I, I like the start more than the middle, but um, I, I, overall, I mean, I think this is a competitive team. Uh, what were your thoughts on the draft? Any picks? that you're more proud of than others and any that you wish you could have back? Uh, I mean, we thought we had a pretty good draft. My, uh, my guy I drafted with, uh, Clem, he's running back crazy. So we really wanted to hammer running backs early. We really got sniped on the, uh, on the three nine with Le'Veon Bell. We, we really wanted him at three ten. So you know, it was between Cooper and Beckham at that point, and then which caused us to reach on Connor at the uh, 4-3. And, you know, that that was the only pick that it was kind of like, uh, you know. But then we hammered Ridley in the fifth, and Higby came back. We grabbed Cook after Higby, which, which we really didn't love. But all in all, I mean, we wanted to get running backs early. It didn't fall exactly like we had envisioned, but uh, we're hoping some of those late-round wide receivers pan out. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, we're hopeful for Sony. Maybe he, you know, maybe he pops this year. I don't know. They might throw him the ball more with Brady out of town. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's a competitive team. Let's move to Kaz of the North. Uh in the 12th spot, Devontae Adams and Kittle, Melvin Gordon and A-Rob, uh, David Montgomery and Kyler, uh, Noah Fant in the 7th, Boyd in the 8th, uh, Sanders in the ninth, Pollard, Raquel Armstead, Jamison Crowder, Freeman, Ayuk, um, and a second quarterback a little later. Uh, what was the thought on taking Kittle and having no running backs coming out of the first round and uh, first, uh, you know, sw- uh, two rounds. And do you feel that you're a little uh, light on running backs? Definitely running back is the biggest liability on my team. Um, part of the reason I went with this year is last year I had, uh, I took Kelsey at the eight spot and, uh, and I won last year streaming a lot of running backs. Uh, I think I had Washington and maybe Williams, uh, those types of guys in the last few weeks that helped me win. So I just basically stuck with that same strategy and wanted to get a tight end early. It's hard to argue with the winner. I would think so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what, What was your favorite pick? And what was your least the, the pick that you wish you could have back? I don't know if it's one I would have back. I really, uh, as we were going through the draft, felt that I probably jumped a little early on Kyler Murray. So I, I probably could have waited a couple rounds before taking a quarterback. I was just worried coming around that turn that I wouldn't get to pick for two rounds and, and might not get one of the premieres. So that would be the one downside of my draft is I thought I took – uh, QB a little bit early as for picks. I like, I, you know, I was happy with a lot of my uh, wide receivers happy that I got Devontae Adams, who I think could be the wide receiver one this year. And I also like getting a Rob in the fourth. I think that he's going to get a lot of volume also. Yeah. It, he wouldn't have made it past me if you uh, hadn't taken him. 
I would have taken him over. That Beckham. was A-Rob? Yeah, I would have taken him yeah. over back. I won't call it a snipe because I'm, I was happy with both, uh, with either, but it definitely was a guy that I would have taken had he been there. Um, all right, so uh, we'll go to my – what's that? I was going to say it would have been interesting, Todd, because I probably would have took uh, – if you hadn't taken Mixon – probably would have changed the whole look of my draft. I probably would have went Nixon Kittle if um, if you hadn't taken him. Yeah, well, I'm going to go to my team next. Uh, I'm newer to doing a redraft on the FFPC than you guys, so I've got some questions that hopefully will make me and my listeners better. Uh, you started one of them there. Um, I'm going to ask the uh, Brent. Brent, how important is it in – FFPC to have a top quarterback, do you think? Did we lose Brent again? I'm guessing we did. Hold on. Yep, we lost Brent again. Uh, Jake, um, what? How important is it to get? Um, how important is it to get an early QB? Do you think in the FFPC, one of the top five guys, let's say? I'm a big streamer, so I, you know, I tend to draft quarterback late always, but, you know, I can't, you know, we took Watson, I guess he was the fifth quarterback off the board just because he was falling. So like, you know, I'll always grab some value. Um, And, you know, he was kind of a panic pick, but, uh, you know, I mean, there's always a guy you can stream on the FFPC and redraft, um, you know, quarterback and, you know, even a lot of times at tight end. So I, I tend to, I tend to wait. Everybody's got their own methods and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm usually grabbing a couple late. All right. Let's look at my draft next. I, I'm interested in your guys' opinion. Um, I only took one quarterback. I normally only take one quarterback as long as I, feel reasonably confident in that guy for the reason that Jake just mentioned. Um, I haven't been drafting a lot of Joe Mixon, but I felt like at 111, it was him or Sanders. And I still have a lot of question on Sanders. I know a lot of the big boys are really on him. Uh, but to me, the question on Nixon is, Mixon is if he's going to hold out. And after Melvin Gordon last year, I think you'd have to be pretty, especially with Mike Brown as your owner who doesn't historically back down. I, I'm, you know, I feel like Mixon is a leverage play for me that, you know, I don't draft him that much, but I felt like I got good value here. I came back with Hopkins. Um, I know some people don't like Hopkins this year, but I think he is exactly what that offense needed. David Johnson in the third, late. That's about where he's going now. Beckham in the fourth. We all know that's an upside play. Dobbins is uh, my young running back to go with Johnson, my old running back. Uh, Diggs and Fuller. Then I went Gasecki and Jarwin. And then I was able to come back and get some of the running backs late that I like a lot. Madison and Boston Scott. John Brown and Samuel, not crazy about uh, – I, I thought John Brown's a decent value there. Curtis Samuel, Chris Herndon, Malcolm Brown, Baker Mayfield in the 16th round, and um, backing up Mixon with Rodney Anderson in the 20th. So, um, Brent, uh, are you there now, Brent? Well, what do you think of my draft? Don't worry about hurting my feelings. Um, just, you know, give me your thoughts. I mean, I like it. I mean, your first four picks with Mixon, Hopkins, DJ, and Beckham, if you remotely get Beckham back to what he is, what he was uh, last year with the Giants, I mean, he's around one guy. I mean, he can win you weeks uh, single-handedly. It's just a matter of if that offense can get on. Um, I love the – you got the connection with Baker and Beckham. Uh, I like Dobbins. I think it might be someone that you're going to have to hold on to until halfway through the year. Um, but he's a sneaky guy that the second half of the year, he could he could win it for you. Um, I think, he, you know, talent's going to overtake. He's got more talent than Ingram. 
Um, that's personally how I feel. Um, and then Diggs, you can't go wrong. Josh Allen loves to throw the ball deep, but your one sneaky guy is Will Fuller. If he can stay healthy with Deshaun Watson, that connection and the TD ratio that they have on passes, it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, one of the things I like to do is I talk a lot, a lot about risk. Um, and so what I often do is I mix risk in, in by position and by team. So, you know, my, if I had a, like being trying to be fair to myself, uh, you know, Mixon and Johnson should be my starters. If Mixon sits out, you know, if your first rounder sits out, you're screwed. If your first rounder gets hurt, you're screwed. If your first rounder is ineffective, you're screwed. Most of the time, if you're playing against good competition. So, you know, I've got Mixon and Johnson to start the year. And then I feel like with you, Dobbins, Madison, and Scott are all guys who, you know, I could put them in for a bye week if I had to with their current workload. But they're all guys who, if, if we do get an injury, now I'm really cooking with gas. Um, but that would be the weakest part of my team to me. Jake, what are your thoughts on my team? You know, I'm split on Mixon. Uh, you know, I know he's on that Sousa fade list, which, you know, it really kind of cool my Jets on him. But, you know, the whole offensive line was decimated last year. Uh, you know, they added a couple of weapons. Burrow, obviously, you know. So I, I like Mixon. Still, but you know the Hopkins pick I wasn't too big on because I try to stay away from uh, uh, wide receivers that have changed teams that first year, and especially since there's going to be possibly short training camps, not a lot of time to get a lot of continuity with the with Kyler uh, Beckham. I really like that pick. Uh, I think he's going to rise pretty significantly as the summer goes on. Um, Dobbins, I, I, I would have liked to, I would have taken the short thing in Montgomery personally, but man, Dobbins has got some, you know, he's got some crazy upside. So I, you can't really argue with that pick. Diggs, same thing, first year wide receiver, not really crazy about it. But where you got him, you know, in the sixth round, I mean, come on, Stephen Diggs, in the talents there. Will Fuller, good pick. Good pick. Gusecki, good pick. I love the uh, Boston Scott pick in the 11th round. Um, pretty solid draft, all in all. All right. Um, Kaz, uh, you get last shot at me. Uh, a lot of the things that Jake just said, I would agree. I like uh, I like Boston Scott. I think he's still, even if Sanders gets a 60% role, I think Boston Scott's still going to be really active in that offense. Um Hopkins, I don't worry about as much being on the new team as, to me, he has the best set of hands in the NFL. So he doesn't have to be that tight on his routes as much as when Murray throws something up, Hopkins can go up and get it. And um, that's the one the thing that, pick, that Murray didn't have last year. That You know, the, the ghost right. of Fitz doesn't have that ability anymore. Um, and uh, Kyler throws rope. So go ahead. Yeah, uh, Will Fuller um, scares me with the injuries. Like Again, his production when he's on the field is outstanding. It's just whether he can stay on the field. Uh, the two tight ends, a couple of interesting picks. Uh, really, you know, what role Jarwin will have in that Cowboys offense with all the wide receivers. That's a mystery. It could be great. could be nothing. And whether Gesicki and Fitzpatrick get to carry on what they – what they had going at the end of last year. Cause it was, it was strong too. Yep. Uh, it, you know, all in all, I was reasonably happy with uh, my, my draft. I uh, appreciate all of you being honest with me about your thoughts on the picks. Um, all right, let's move on to a more general uh, of the teams we didn't talk about yet. Um, Kaz, what is your uh, favorite uh, draft? You know what? There's there's really let me good rephrase the variation. Yeah. Let, yeah. let me rephrase the question. I come to you and I say, 
you've got 10 minutes to pick one team to swap teams with. Uh, you have to give up your team, but you can take any other team. Which team is it? I like and Team if, 10. If, what's that? That, that? that would be – I like Team 10. I like the – the depth they have at wide receiver in the back half. I think uh, Watson in the ninth round is a great great value there. Uh, Cooper Ridley Landry for main running backs. Um, between Higby and Cook, I think one of them is going to hit well. Uh, and then you get Henry Sanders and Connor to, to share the, the running back pick. So Team 10 would be one of the stronger ones that I like. Um, team 10, what, uh, what, what, same question. I, I do like, uh, you know, any team with Christian McCaffrey. So LLB out of the one hole, he's got McCaffrey's Andrews Gurley, who I think is going to be great in that offense this year. Um, Carson, which, you know, if he's healthy, I mean, that's a steal, uh, you know, the four twelve. uh, you know, he, and he's just a solid drafter, uh, Stewart. He's, he always goes with veterans, so he's always in the running. Um, he's got Lockett, Debo, Edelman at, you know, at 8-12, uh, Marvin Jones at 9-1. Just, you know, just a solad draft. Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. Um, all right. Uh, Brent, uh, same question to you. Uh, what, what one team would you swap with? Um, I really like, I like team eight and I like team four. I mean, they're both a little different. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go with beast, uh, team four. Um, I mean, to start out every week and you got Kamara Fournette, uh, Clyde Edwards and Kareem Hunt, a little different wide receiver approach, but it's a lot of upside guys, um, with Brandon Cook. Miko Hardman, Henry Ruggs, uh, Paris Campbell, Tyra Williams, John Ross. I mean, in, in one of these leagues, you mentioned it earlier, it's all you, – you you try to balance your risk and reward, but you get high upside guys, and Beast's got a lot of upside receivers. I mean, um, Cooks, can, Cooks can win you weeks. I mean, he's had, what, like five – five or six straight years with a thousand yards and six touchdowns up until I think last year. Um, I really like that team overall. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, I, 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 uh, I would probably, you know, looking at it, go with team 10. Um, I don't like the Higby pick or the cook pick that early, I probably would have waited on. Neither one of those are my tight ends, uh, but the rest of the team has some really good uh, things. I think that um, I, I think that's a solid team, and and I think that um, you know the team one I, I, I'm not crazy about two quarterbacks in the tenth and the twelfth. I'm just not a, a two quarterback guy. Uh, team two took three quarterbacks. Uh, team three took a second quarterback uh, pretty early. Uh, team four, you know, I'm not on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, so, and I, I'm not on Hooper. Uh, team five, uh, you know, solid team, not my team, but solid team. Uh, t- you know, team six, uh, you know, too many risks there. Austin Martin in the seven hole. Um, you know, he always has good drafts. Um, I, I think that's a very solid team. Uh, team eight is, yeah, I'd have to go with team 10. I think, uh, if I had to gun to my head, I'd probably take team 10 and, and hope I could upgrade the tight ends a little bit. Um, I could, I would like to see if I could, uh, trade my, Sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth picks for his sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth picks. Uh, but I really like his top five. All right, so that is that. Um, another really interesting thing: uh, Miko Hardman going in the eighth round. I like Miko. 
Jake, what are your thoughts on on Miko? And are there any other picks that really made you shake your head when they were taken? Well, that was Dustin, and you know he's a you know he's a big dynasty guy, and he's he's a smart guy, and uh, you know I think you know Hardman for dynasty, yeah, I love him, but that was a little early for me in redraft. He also sniped me on Cooks, which was another one he took a little early, but I think Cooks, you know, he's just a thousand yards every year for last year, but, uh, and I think he's going to fit really well in that uh, that Houston offense. But yeah, Hardman was a little early there, but you know, he's he's a good he's a good smart drafter, and you know, he usually knows things before I know it. So. Got it. Got it. Um, any uh, last thoughts, Kaz? Um, nothing. You know, you're looking around here, and it's really going to be interesting this year to see what impact all the rookie guys have. They're going to be a make and break for so many teams on whether the rookie wide receivers are going to be able to get some practice time in, get some uh, get some practice reps with the quarterback. Uh, so I think that's going to be really interesting. And also you look at, um, you know, see how Brady fits in, how Tyrod Taylor fits in. There's a lot of quarterbacks that we're assuming are going to come in and read a playbook and go to town and uh, not sure how many of those are going to hit. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like, um, I feel like it's a very, very fair point. And uh, it's one that I've been taking a lot of advantage of. The, the, the one place that I've been taking the most, um, it, the one that is uh, most uh, important is um, that point about the rookies. And the two spots that I'm really, the one especially that I'm high on is Damian Williams over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I, I just feel like I just feel like there's no way they're going to put Mahomes in jeopardy, and I expect Damian Williams to start the year as the main guy, and then I think that what's going to happen is is that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to have to earn more playing time. So I see that as kind of a fifty-fifty by the time the season's over. I think maybe Hilaire will be better for the playoffs, but you got to get to the playoffs and getting Damian Williams in the seventh round or carry on. I got him in an FPG in the eighth round yesterday. I mean, these guys aren't going away. And as you mentioned, the rookies are going to be behind the eight ball. Um, You're going to, you know, so I'm looking at each spot differently. Like I do think that Jonathan Taylor is going to be the guy in Indy. But, he, you know, the, the guys who have to pass block uh, a lot of the time, you know, uh, D- you know, Damian Williams is a stone cold good blocker. Um, I just think that situation especially is in the favor of um, Damian. Brent, your thoughts on that and any last thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, the running back especially in this passing offense, is uh, the rookie is going to be able to hold up. Uh, they're not going to see the size. Everybody talks, and I'm an SEC fan, but the the size the NFL brings, uh, Andy Reid's not going to put Mahomes in trouble. Um, I'm excited to see Darius Geis come back this year. We got a little glimpse of what he could do. Maybe uh, maybe this year is the year we finally see his true talent. Um, I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited to see McCarthy and the Cowboys, what they do with all those weapons. Uh, arguably, it's the most weapons Dallas has had since the mid-'90s with Cooper, Lamb, Gallup, Zeke, Dak. Uh, they they could be dangerous in fantasy as well. All right. That is going to do it for this podcast. I want to thank my guests. I want to give each of you a chance to let people know where they can find you on Twitter uh, so that they can follow you. Brent, you go first. Yeah, I'm uh, B.A. Studebaker on Twitter. Um, if you want to give me a follow, I follow people back. Um, that's about Yep, that's it. Jake? Uh, 
I'm not sure of my Twitter handle, to be honest. I think it's at the GV. And, uh, Todd, I just want to say uh, we're thinking about your mom on this Mother's Day and uh, best wishes. Thank you. Uh, she's stable right now. Uh, no fever, which I think is important, but she is still in ICU with the corona. So uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, Kaz, I know that's not your real name, but uh, Brad, um, what? Uh, uh, how can people find you on Twitter? Uh, on Twitter, I am at Kazmo11FF. Uh, so that's the way to reach me on Twitter. And uh, again, on behalf of all the 26ers, thanks for uh, inviting us to this podcast, Todd, and, and appreciated your uh, your play in the Genesis. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I was really glad to do it. Uh, let me know when it opens up next time. I'll definitely jump in. Uh, Jake, you're, uh, you are S-N-O-O-T-C-H-I-E-V, Snoochie-V. I have no idea what that means, and I don't want that to. Was my, that, was, that was my son's nickname for uh, probably the first four years of his life. So, Oh, that's sweet. Just a, um, who's who's going to pay for his uh, therapy? <laughs> Hopefully kidding, we don't kidding. have to. I'm sure I I, I called my daughter Google a shrimp, so I am no one to talk. (laughs) Um, All right. That's going to do it. Um, Hopefully this podcast was for everyone. um, And I will be trying to work the league really hard so that my teams are not... You can find me on Twitter at Todd from PA. That's Todd with one D. Uh, Thank you again to our friends over at the FFPC. Go there, check it out, uh, get in a league. Um, What's really cool, if you don't mind credits, is that their best ball product they do, their double ups are 100% payouts. They are credits, but still that means that – you know, there is no rake per se, and then you could use that money for things like the Genesis League next year, and you could be on the Run to Daylight podcast. They also have a huge dynasty community. All these guys are big dynasty guys, uh, all these 26ers. We didn't talk about dynasty today, but they are. I want to thank each and every one of these guys for joining Uh, Good luck this year, and uh, we'll see who is the winner of the Genesis League. That's going to do it, and we will see you next time.